welcome to another episode of the Minorities Report podcast. Uh, this is a show where me, a younger minority, didn't watch a lot of movies growing up uh, that were old. I watched a lot of movies, but things that came out as I was aging, uh, I didn't watch a lot of old movies. And Jason, who is an, a, a Gen Xer, also minority, uh, watched a lot of those movies because, of course, you did. They're movies that everybody watched. <laughs> and so uh, now we watch those movies. I'll watch them as a younger person who never saw them. And Jason watches them as an older person who loves them or likes them. And uh, we see if they hold up. And that's the premise of the show. There's been a lot of confusion recently, so that's why I said that. We drop in the knowledge on them. Yeah. In the comments, let me know if you need me to say that every time. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how, how explicit we need to be. Should I just put I it on the website? You, I think you have, like, way overblown what we need to say right here, dude. <laughs> no, but, like, like, reality is, like, how do I have to say that every time? You know, I don't know if I have to say that every time. I don't think you have to say that any I think I'm going to put it on the website, but Man, I'll this, leave it for this, this episode. This is one hell of an intro. <laughs> uh, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, please follow us on Facebook. And also, we are launching a Patreon, and so... That's yeah, coming um, soon. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to uh, help support what you hear, uh, we have been doing this for just a bit now, and um, we were thinking about maybe doing this um, a little bit more often. There's been a lot of asks for us to be able to do a weekly episode or do new movies or do different uh, formats, and uh, we are actually pretty interested in doing that because this is fun and um, our people seem to be picking up what we're putting down. And yeah. so if you want some more of this, uh, consider throwing us a bone on uh, on Patreon. And uh, next time, I'll probably just say the full link in the episode. Anyway, let's get down to the business. Hello, everybody. This is Tick. Probably better known as Technor Studios. And it's time for another podcast about a movie. What the fuck was that? <laughs> and today we're reviewing Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Although I did write down Silence of the Lames when I was typing this very fast in my notes. Oh, okay. Uh, right under Silence of the Lambs. So that's pretty funny. That, but, wasn't, uh, a, that wasn't a pun? No, it was okay. uh, it was a straight up accident as yeah. I was going through. That's funny. So you, um, when we come to this film, yeah, I'm sure you have at least heard of this film. Oh, um, or like, I was so before watching this, I was very aware of the movie Hannibal fucking, and all that yeah, stuff. It's right, fucking Silence of the Lambs. Like the thing is, I'm usually very aware of most of these movies. Uh, last week's movie, um, Transformers, two weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, that I had never even heard of. Sure, sure. But mostly, I think every single other movie that we've reviewed, I've at least had a solid understanding about what I was going to get myself into. Yeah. And with this movie, that was no exception. Right. I uh, I knew the the main characters. Yep. I knew that... Um, Clarice. Yeah, I knew that know. Jodie Foster was in it. I knew that Anthony Hopkins was in it. I knew that... Uh, I knew the character of Hannibal Lecter and Clarice. I knew that they... I knew the, about the relationship they had together. I, I essentially knew the f- plot of the fucking movie. Uh, I just had never watched it. Sure. This is the kind of thing that's like in the cultural zeitgeist hard as hell. Of course. And so it was just a matter of I mean, there's of a like, new okay. Clary show that just came out, too. Haven't there been a bunch of well, shows? Well, so there was uh, three... It was like Red Dragon or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, so there was Hannibal, there was Red Dragon... Then they came out with the Hannibal TV show yeah. uh, with Mads Milkinson or whatever as yeah. Hannibal, I believe. I never watched a single episode of that. And yeah. then they just came out with CBS at All Access, I think, Clarice. Really? So, yeah. And and she's just like the protagonist of it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It seems like, yeah, so. so, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a property that's, you know, w- well enough known that they think that they can make a fine amount of money on it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I went into this with some understanding what I was watching. Uh, when this came out in 91, I remember being a little kid and we were with our babysitter and we went to go to the drive-in mm-hmm. to see a double feature of Oscar and some other movie. 
I remember watching Oscar and then we fell asleep because that's what kids did at the drive-in. Oscar was like this movie with Sylvester Stallone playing a gangsters in the, gangster in the 1920s. I Com- haven't even heard of it. It's a comedy. Oh, it's okay. it's actually I've rewatched it. It's a comedy? Yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. It, if you're oh, into really? like mafia stuff and things like that, it's it's a lot of like silliness and shit like that, but like it's a comedy. So sure. and there's all the, all this like uh him, him trying to get, uh, they're they're trying to catch him up into something, and there's like tricks with bags and stuff like that where people keep grabbing the wrong bag, and it's like there's the money or whatever, and the sure. FBI dumps it out. It's so like it's clothing real and shit like that. Yeah, a real, lot of like naked gun type. Uh, no, not that far at all. Oh, not no. naked gun at all. Because there's that movie Mafia uh, with Liam Neeson, who's sure. yeah, but uh, it's much more like a 1990s comedy. So okay, that's weird. This movie was playing opposite screen. And that was the first encounter I've ever had with it. And I remember like looking and watching part of it, and I was like, "What's going on with this?" Because I was a little kid. Yeah. And in hindsight, it was like the first scene of Jodie Foster like interviewing Hannibal and whatnot. Yeah. It was definitely uh, interesting. And then I, I so truth be told, I've seen parts of this movie when I was younger, but I hadn't actually seen this movie till I was at least like. 30 years old, somewhere around there. So I saw it probably for the first time like 10 years ago in its complete form, which is funny because I had seen Hannibal and Red Dragon already. Okay. So, but I knew the story of this for the most part. So I was like, okay, no big deal. And I was old enough when Hannibal came out to see it in the theater because I remember seeing it in the theater. So, all right. So we'll jump into this movie right away here. And it's starting off. It gives you, when as this movie started... It felt very 1990s to me. Yeah. Like this, this felt just like a straight, like The Fugitive or anything else. Very 1990s. Never seen The Fugitive, but it definitely had a very like 90s feel. To yeah. It. So it takes place in 1970s Virginia, of course. Uh, Jodie Foster just hiking it, jump, running through the woods, doing yeah. her thing, and goes through the credits that way. And she's hitting an obstacle course and whatnot. She's an FBI agent, clearly. Yeah. She's called in the head office, uh, and she sees like as she walks in, she sees a, a wall full of just like killer. Pit- killers pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. murdered people and um the bodies of these women are all fucked up they're like a bunch of them are skinned but like parts of them are skinned and whatnot Mm -hmm. and the boss comes in lets her know dude you're the shit she's very like he's very matter of fact like she's she's great at everything she does and whatnot and it jumps right into her yeah this is the first time they're meeting she's a cadet like she's like not like yeah and she's she's not an agent uh, no, she's an agent. No, she becomes a special agent at the end of the movie, but uh, up until now, she's a trainee. I mean, you're still an agent, regardless. She, she's like, never referred to as one. She makes a big deal at the end of the movie when she becomes an agent. Okay, I don't remember that. I'm but, just saying she's right. like she's a trainee. I mean, when you go to basic training, you're still a soldier, I guess. But she's she's like, or when you're like in the, on the force as a rookie. What, you're still what I'm a saying is, officer. I think the, the a little bit of of what they were doing here was that she had no business doing this on her own. Sure, because she wasn't an agent. You know, like she wasn't supposed to be doing stuff like this yet. Well, but, there's a lot. But they kind of liked. He kind of liked her in a way, and like respected her enough, and thought that she could like get to, and or uh, to. That's why I don't think she's uh, just a cadet because there's no way they're gonna send just yeah, a that cadet was the by point. herself. That was the point that she was like uh, in above her pay grade. I think point. it's much more so they're trying to show that a she's a woman. And yeah, it's 1970s. Yeah. I mean, there's a, that's a, what half this movie is about. Sure. And um, she is taking in a different approach to this. And most importantly, I don't know how much you know, like, actual historical um, uh, information dealing with this. But this is, like, when the FBI started to look at killers differently. And the phrase serial killer was created and whatnot in the late 1960s, early 70s. So, okay. like... Most of this movie, but this, this takes we'll place get to in the a 90s, lot of it. Though? No, it's in the seventies. Oh, this takes yeah, place no, this 70s? takes place in the seventies. Okay. Yep. So uh, that's why I mean, there's the cars are all old and shit. It's very noticeable. Once you know, you you'll like see all the cars because sure. everybody's driving a nineteen seventies style car. Oh, okay. So yeah. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Yeah, because the flashbacks are like in the fifties, basically. Oh, okay. So she basically he starts throwing things at her right away, and she's diagnosing what you know the 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 killer is or whatnot. And so from that, she's going to be sent to see Hannibal Lecter and he makes it clear like dude he's not talked to anybody he's not going to talk to anybody but we're going to send you still uh, he's uh, is a very smart guy basically he's very different than most of the killers we deal with and he is he talks people in, like in circles and whatnot so 
Uh, so they send her anyways. She goes to the place and she meets with the warden right away. This dude is like, I always call him uh, Welfare Nick Nolte because okay. he's very similar to Nick Nolte. Yeah, he's but got a you, big uh, Nick Nolte face. I can see it. When you can't afford Nick Nolte, you hire this guy. And he's he's been in a lot of Nick Nolte-style roles as well. So uh, very creepy right away. Very, uh, but it's, I mean... You know, yeah, he's like uh, like talk an inch away from your face, lick your lips kind of guy. He's such a weirdo. So when I w- first watched this movie back in the day, I actually thought it took place in the 90s. Uh-huh, yeah. And so I was like, I mean, this dude is super weirdo. Yeah. Now knowing it's the 70s, it actually like rephrase it, reframes it a little bit. And now like he's still fucking creepy, but 1970s creepy. So it's a little bit different because like by <laughs> 1990s, women were already doing things and shit like that. Yeah. But like the 1970 him being like, oh, you're not capable. Like basically acting like she's not capable of doing any of this yeah. makes more sense to me now okay. because it's, it's a product of its time. Sure, it's yeah. like if in, you had a movie, there were, there were more unabashed, creepy people. In yeah. The or like, because you, would look down on a woman. Just like if it was a movie in the 1920s, I wouldn't expect everyone to respect black people and think that they were highly intelligent and whatnot. Yeah. Because like if there was like some racist dude, you wouldn't be like, that's out of no, place. That's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Course, yeah. So basically, right off the bat, he starts hitting on her and tries to insinuate that her boss, Crawford, only sent her because she's a woman and that's what how, how it's going to go. Uh, the rules, there's just tons of rules about seeing Lecter and everything else. And... Don't get too close to the glass. Uh, they really set it up yeah, like this dude is dangerous as fuck. Yeah, like yeah. he's he's bit people's faces off, all yeah. this crazy ass yeah, shit. Better, so. bit, bit some lady's nose right off. Or Definitely, like that. Yeah. and it approaches it a very much as like if you didn't see, we're spoiled by the fact that we've had so much Hannibal like throughout time. If you if the, you saw this for the first time and you had nothing else Hannibal, it would be really like kind of like setting. Yeah, the if I would have seen excitement. this in 1991, I would have been like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Right. About? And so we met, meet for uh, Lecter for the first time, and on the surface, he's the exact opposite of what you would expect from this like psycho killer that's yeah, fucking he biting off. Seem monstrous, right? He seems just a little weird. Yes, and very dis- kind of disarming, sort of. Although, again, to your point, we because Hannibal Lecter was such an important person in pop culture. Yeah. A million billion bad guys have been done like Hannibal Lecter of course. now. And so now when you see this guy, he's just like, okay, well, I've seen this character before. Yeah. You know? It's it's funny uh when they talk about uh well I've watched a lot of like serial I I I enjoy like serial killer I don't want to say like even the serial killer side. I love I like the hunting down and like the mind of of Agents and police attempting to get into the mind space of a serial killer to hunt down and, and find these people. Like Mindhunter. And yes, yeah. just like mine. I loved Mindhunters, sure. that show. Uh and the funny thing about it though is this this is so opposite of what a serial killer is in real life. Like there's for every one Hannibal Lecter esque person, there's hundred regular serial killers like it is extremely rare to have a highly intelligent uh cunning person like this become a killer it's it it it, especially a serial killer like they might like have a crime of passion where they go crazy and kill their wife or something like that but 99 times out of 100 a serial killer is just somebody taking advantage of runaway teens or prostitutes or something of that nature it's not this highly until that's basically what yeah this movie created that like uh or archetype of this type of killer so he's very concerned with what the cellmate he has next door not really cellmate they're next door to each other was saying to her and she kind of doesn't she doesn't want she doesn't want she knows even though she's like playing this like southern kind of dumb person she is she's a very smart person and she's not trying to fall for what he's doing and whatnot. So he, yeah. Uh, so, so she's playing it very direct, right? Like, uh, he asks your question. She gives him an answer, yep. a clear answer. She's not hiding anything. Yep. She's just like, this is what happened. Yes. And, and she looked maybe not a hundred percent comfortable, but right. she looked like she was down to ride. Like she, if she was there, she was there for a reason. I think, okay. So it's kind of this dueling thing. I love what this is because it's a dueling thing because she's playing kind of 
down home dumb and like I didn't feel I didn't get that from her. I I, 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 I didn't feel like she was feigning innocence. I I felt like she was just in a in the in a new situation, a new environment for the first time, and she was maybe just a little innocent, but she was there. I think to rumble, she was there. To, I think the, the opposite job. is true. I think she's a smart person, and just like an African American in like the 1940s or something like that, they're too smart for their own good almost, and so you you have to approach the situation differently, as if like okay, you cannot like exude your your intelligence to these people because you're just going to get fucked in the long run for yeah. doing that. Uh, That's interesting. You know, when I was watching this, I didn't get that from her. Because I, I, I think she, what she tries to put down with that, and he sees through that. Lecter's smart enough to see through that. Well, that's why he breaks her down and stuff like that. And is you know Because he's trying to break her down just like he she's trying to break him down. And, and he uh, basically she puts it out there that he, she needs help with this Buffalo Bill character and whatnot. And no, and that's not happened. That didn't that didn't happen. At yeah, all. absolutely. He she brings up well, no, not she didn't get sent there with any right. idea for Buffalo. Bill. I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, they discuss the past and and his with the things he's done and whatnot. And uh, he breaks her down right away and, and brings up you know you're one generation from poor white trash and this and that and. Things start to go crazy. He's he's gonna leave, and as he's gonna leave, the next door neighbor uh, throws cum all over, mm-hmm. and that that's a pretty uh, fun scene. Uh, you know, it's so funny these scenes. You know, these scenes of people breaking other people down. Yeah, they're in a lot of movies. Sure, you know, like you've seen movies, right? Of course, people are just like once in a while. I can fucking I can. I can read your whole life yep. story just by looking at you, and they look at your watch, and they look at you know like the way you wear your shirt, and they're like, you know, you probably did this, and and you grew up an orphan or whatever the fuck. And I, every single time I watch this movie, when I was young, when I was a kid, I was always impressed. I was always just like, oh, can't like that's so crazy pe- being able to tell so much about a person just by looking at them. And now that I'm older, I'm just like. That's a stupid trope. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell things like that about people. It, there's I, a I million disagree. billion reasons why a person is wearing what they're wearing or acting the way that they're acting. Everybody's such a myriad of confluences. And, like, the idea that, like, that you just look at somebody and go, yeah, like, I, I know you've been there. Is I think it's – I don't I, – I, I, dis, I guess I disagree. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of a psychiatrist. This whole point of a, a psychiatrist, psychiatrist asks questions. They don't look sure. at you and go, yeah, I know what you're about. Yeah, but so he is an older psychiatrist. I think that it's supposed to indicate that he's even smarter than the most. Of course. Most they, of- always, they always put these scenes in to show how, like, perceptive. You're setting up this character, yeah, right? Sure. It's like the first but it, scene. But, but it's just, it, like, that's no, like a superhero no, trait I, is what I'm saying. Uh, it's no different than, like, watching Infinity War. Mm-hmm. You've exactly. never dealt with Thanos before. Yep. He beats the fuck out of the Hulk. Sure. So you're setting up the fact yeah. that this dude is super... Fucking yeah, powerful. You're getting him a superpower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a superpower that's, that doesn't exist in real life. The, yeah, I disagree. Uh, that's what stereotyping is. I mean, stere- stereotyping is usually wrong. I wow, we definitely disagree with that. I de- I find that stereotyping is more often right than it is wrong. Yeah, but yeah, I know. So. <laughs> So uh, Lecter calls her back though when she gets coming because everybody's going crazy at that point and s- starts to like say something to her and she gets out of there and then she is hurt she's like breaking down like crying and almost crying and stuff and that's why like I say like but that's why I'm saying it wasn't a feigned uh, innocence I see that she I, runs outside and she starts crying that shit actually hurt her it did and I think that's the point where it, where I see the feigned innocence because I feel as though she went in there with the idea of I've accomplished every I I every I have had these what? barriers in Did front of me. Did we watch the same fucking I mean that's movie? what the rest of the movie is about. Yeah, but we, I feel like she was put in a situation that she even said herself she wasn't really necessarily qualified for. And then when she went in there, I feel like she was feigning bravery. She I was think like feigning the exact opposite. She was feigning professionalism. She was sent there and I feel as though she has gotten shit on because she's a woman in the 70s in the FBI. She has gotten shitty assignments that she's way overqualified for. And she went into this I in, as I read through these scenes and uh, ex- extrapolate it across the entire film. She is a person who went in there thinking... I have defeated everything else. This is just another one of these dumb things that I am going to overcome with no problem. You saw a lot more confidence in her than I saw. Because I try, I, I, I don't look at just this scene. I look at the rest of the movie as sure, well. Yeah, so, sure. But either way, um, 
some training stuff co- comes up and she gets a call from the boss. She's she's back to training again. She gets a call from a boss and if the boss informs her that uh, Lecter's cellmate is dead and that Lecter basically teased him into killing himself, <laughs> and, which is some far out shit, man. Yeah. That's like some crazy shit to me. I Although, guess, like, you know, if he was like uh, somehow neurodivergent or whatever, yes, yeah. enough to be able to do that. Yeah, and we find out right away that Lecter was talking in code to uh, Clarice, and she figures it out, and she basically figures out that it, he... Yeah, because he's, like, screaming at her, like, if you really want to know more about me, you got to find my old patient something. No, like no, 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 no. He, like, he he screams to her, like, the name of some, some person. Some lady, yeah. But it's sure. not was... really a person. It's yeah. actually reorganized, yeah. and it's a but, storage But unit. the way that he says it is, like, yeah. you got to find my old patient. Or right, of course, some, of course, yeah. Like and and then the, the guy, the, her boss, is just like, he burned all of his old patient's files. Like, yeah. we, we don't know anything like that. Yep. And then that's when she's like, well, maybe it's an anagram or something. Right, like yep, yeah. And and they figure it out. And because he... Uh, she you know, figures it out. He hates Nick Nolte. Lecter hates Nick Nolte yeah. just as much, you yeah, know, so... Um, he's not going to give that dude anything, basically. Yeah. So uh, they, she heads over to the storage unit, and she starts to go through some shit. And inside, she finds a bunch of freaky shit, including a, a head in a jar. Mm-hmm. And the head in the jar is a former patient of Lector's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we cut over to a woman coming home, and she sees a guy uh, having a problem getting a cu- uh, couch into a van. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, obviously, she goes to help him. This is our main antagonist. No, I guess not the main antagonist. No. Kind of, right? Side. It's kind of a weird movie set yeah, up like yeah. that because it's very interesting. He's the because- antagonist to the plot. Yes. Which is um, uh, Buffalo Bill. Yes. And uh, obviously kidnaps the woman. Yeah. And uh, he asks some weird questions like, hey, what size are you? Or whatever. 14. Yeah. I, I, dude, I love this actor so much. Yeah. He said so many different things that I love. Shutter Island. I've only seen the- him in two things, and this was the second thing. What was the? He was also an American gangster. Dude, there's no way you haven't seen Shutter Island. I've never seen Shutter Island. By, uh, it's fucking got two of our boys in it, man. Yeah, Leonardo it, DiCaprio well, and Scorsese. Uh, Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Sure. he plays the warden in that. He, the guy, just I don't know. I, I love this this actor for whatever reason. You know, I feel and like. it's funny because in uh, American Gangster, he's just like a cop. Yeah, and there's nothing. He's like a chief of police yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And there's nothing weird about him. Like yeah. he's just like you know. Yeah. you know, do your job kind of guy. Yeah. And so I had no expectation that he was going to be like a. Like crazy that he, that he could do like character yeah, acting, yeah. Like, you know. He uh in in Shutter Island he plays the warden and he's pretty normal there too, yeah. except for like he's just I don't know. He, he, Shutter Island takes place after World War Two and he's a veteran and Leo DiCaprio's a veteran too and they just he just kind of breaks down Leo. It's kind of a situation like this again where he's just like we're violent men and this yeah. and that blah 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 you know so. Uh, anyways, we go back over to some training again, and there was a new body found. And Clarice goes with her boss to find out what's going on. Uh, Clarice, uh, is, should we fi- figure out on the drive, too, she's very good at breaking down killers and, like, mm-hmm. what makes them tick and whatnot. So, because uh, he throws a few more things at her, and he's been able, she's been able to overcome any, any kind yeah, of... Yeah, she's clearly pretty perceptive. Yep. Uh, they check out the body and give it the once over uh, at the morgue, and they find out that there's a butterfly in the throat of this woman. Oh, yeah, moth. But like, that's it's what also, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, but it's also super gross. This yeah. this whole scene, the way that it's played. Yeah. Uh, like, one yeah, because one of the guys like almost gags, right? Pukes. Yeah. Yeah. And and did you notice like the I I laughed out loud because it looks like the mortician has like coke. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually I was about to bring that up. I didn't. I thought it was such an interesting addition to the movie because I've never seen this in any scene where dead people are shown. Sure. uh, Where they've got like this shit underneath their nose. Yeah. And I was just like, is that like? At first, I thought it was poor lighting. Yeah. Like they just had the light on them in a way that made them made their faces look shiny because they were sweaty. Yeah, and then I realized that it was like probably some smell deterrent. Yeah, and that made the scene even more gross because yeah. I was just like, dude, how fucking horrific is that room? Got to smell for yeah. them to have to have a thing like that. And then I just realized you probably need that all the time, and you just don't see that in movies. Right? You know, they don't yeah. go that extra little detail. Absolutely. Uh, 
No, com- that's completely true. Have you ever like? Well, you know, obviously not. But when I was young, I worked at a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first I never graduated worked high school. at a cemetery, of course not. And uh, I tell you, it's not a pretty smell near the crypts and stuff like that. They yeah. have outdoor outdoor stuff during summertime. But uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So we find out that the girl that was kidnapped earlier scene is actually a politician's daughter. So things are going to get really thick now. Uh, Clarice goes back to talk to Lecter, a senator, right? Uh, was it a senator? Yeah, I thought it was a senator. Yeah, I think oh, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Clarice goes back to talk to Lecter again, and we start to get uh, some more of the backstory. And, and now she shows up, and she's just like, okay, I need your help with Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Like, she's a lot, a lot more, like, obvious about you're it. You're right. And I, and I because he's obviously earlier. warmed up to her. Yes, yeah. right. They And he points out, her boss points out, I'm sorry, I, I forgot a scene. Her boss points out that... Um, if he would, if she would have known it was about Buffalo yes. Bill and whatnot, he would have sussed that out right away yeah. and basically broke her down. So, um, we basically start to get a little bit more backstory and whatnot because because he's doing the psychiatrist thing and wants to know more about her, and he'll exchange information for yeah. more information about herself. Yeah. And as as all these things have happened, we are getting backstory of Clarice, like her father and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um. We, yeah, because he was like saying your dad was probably like a coal miner who, yes. like, who like never had a penny or whatever, and then it turns out no, like right. her dad was a cop. Yeah, so I think don't you 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 gotta like this even a little bit more because you you just talked about how you hate how they break down people and whatnot, but yeah. he's he doesn't have a superpower because yeah. he's completely wrong in her breakdown. The breakdown I don't know about completely wrong, like it, wrong. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. so somewhat wrong. He so, was still a working class guy. Yes. Yeah. He was a cop, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was what he was saying was that she came from blue collar money, yeah, and like struggle and shit like yeah. that, and she wanted to walk away from it, which I feel is fair. That's a, that's a fair. I mean, she's an FBI. How many people from like white collar upper echelon? Yeah, but it's just like the way that FBI. he got that. The way that he got that was her shoes. Yeah, her outfit. Yeah, and like sure. how it's put together. But like shit. then he had to know all about shoes and perfumes and stuff like that. Like who has all of that? Like. Knowledge, Hannibal you know. Lecter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he is. Uh, you're right. He is. Well, that's what I tried to talk about earlier. He is superhero yeah. intelligent because yeah. there's no person that's who this just, intelligent yeah. who can right. just like look at a, a like a shoe, right? Because shoes come out like every season, you know, sure. and then they do an entire line of them. Sure. So he just like knows every <sighs> fucking model of shoes. I don't every- think it's so. Okay, so we're we're going too far with this because we've talked about this before on the cast even if you with it with kingdom of heaven if you are like a super rich real rich person and you drive a fucking maserati and you you know you're going to be able to assess out someone that's faking it in in a party and like a person who who has the not real great shoes but the slightly higher end shoes and not real great i feel like that's not i feel like that's only in movies it of course it is because i feel like in real life nobody can tell anything well no i don't i don't know if that's completely true but i know that like i think a lot of times you would be able to tell in real life if some super millionaire was standing next to a guy in middle you know like lower middle class they'd probably be wearing very similar clothes because like it matters you know. to millionaire. I disagree. It matters, and it matters what. Okay, I deal with. I probably deal with more people in their element than you do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because of the different jobs we work, you yes. deal with people work walking in. Yeah. I deal with people. You go to people's homes. Homes, yeah, right? Sure. And see, and I deal with dude, super rich, yes, high end fucking people, and yeah. I also deal with yeah. people Middle who class. make thirty five thousand dollars a year. Sure. Okay. Uh, and. The spectrum is all over the place. Yeah. Okay. But they're all dressed the same. Come on. I disagree. So sh- many super rich people, uh-huh. yes. They're like, I'm just going to wear whatever. Yeah. Like, I used to work with, uh, there was a guy who used to come into work all the time. And this dude was super, super rich. He yeah. owned a bunch of businesses and some of them got bought out by a company. Basically, he made a whole bunch of money. He was probably worth, uh, I mean, he wasn't a billionaire by sure. any means. But he was worth but, a lot of money. Uh, yeah, like $50 million yeah, or something. Sure. Up, upwards of that. Okay. And that dude dressed like a fucking bum every day. Sure, yeah. Okay. However, the CEO of Northwestern Mutual, I also knew that guy. Yeah. And that guy dressed to the nines all the time. Like okay. suits? Yes, like drove a real high end car, dude. He spent thirty thousand dollars redoing his driveway. Yeah, I like. I get that. So, like, like, I'm just saying, like, I went into a store in Brookfield Square Mall, sure. 
in Waukesha or Brookfield. I mean, sorry. And uh, it's a store where like the shirts cost like five six hundred dollars. A sweater costs like a thousand dollars. And like clearly, you know, this is not where I buy clothes. You know, of course. my clothes don't. My, my shirts aren't four or five hundred dollars no, shirts. Mine are twenty. But at most. yeah, well, I mean, yeah. If even I, I like to buy shirts if they're like seventeen yeah. ninety nine. You know. But what I'm saying is, those those clothes looked like normal clothes. There was nothing flashy about them. They just looked like normal clothes. Like if you and me were dressed in similar clothes, but I paid twenty dollars and you paid four hundred dollars, we would look effectively the same. You wouldn't be able to tell that like I spent four hundred on my shirt because they look the same. I mean, that's like saying a Chrysler no, three hundred no, looks like a Bentley. Like, it's not like there. Obviously, there's a way made to dress. To- where where it says like Gucci and shit, and you know that that shirt costs a lot of money, but there are also ways of spending a lot of money in your clothes where it doesn't look like you're spending any fucking money in your clothes, yeah. and that's what that's I'm saying. That's a style. I mean, that's 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 a, a a style. But and and that's what I'm saying. You go into a place and you're wearing shoes. You don't know if those shoes cost four hundred dollars or if they cost forty dollars, dude. Like like the idea that anybody would be able to tell that give is a hyper fucking like Jesus fucking Christ. superhero right, so, fucking level thing. <laughs> so uh, hey, what? How do we, we talk about all we that? get a little bit of we get can, a little bit talk about uh, why we talk about that for. <laughs> Lecter breaks down uh, the point of the moth and speaks a little bit more to the guy that they're. So trying first to- of all, she goes to her nerd friends. Yep. To find out what it was. Yes. And they're just like, this is a moth that is uh, native just to China. So this is a scene where this movie yeah. clearly inspired the X Files. Oh, interesting. Was this before the X Files? I Absolutely. thought the X Files came out in like the eighties. No way. Late 80s, 90s. early 90s, I thought. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 90s, man, Let's to early up. 2000s. X-Files debuted yeah. in 1996. Nope, that's not true. In 1993. Okay, so two years after this yeah. came out. Okay. All right, so, and, I mean, Clarice and Scully, I think that's her name, very similar type of characters. Sure. No-nonsense women, women. Women that are, like, way smarter than everybody else around them. Mm-hmm. And they even have a team of nerds that they go to for things like this and sure. whatnot that help them out with stuff. It was stuff. very tropey, though. The team of nerds thing was very tropey until very recently. Sure. Like, that was a long-lasting trope. Sure. And they were always, like, real nerds kind of yeah. nerds, you yeah. know? Like, now they're, like, regular people, yeah. you know? And, or they're even the hot ones. You know, a lot of the newer shows yeah, the are nerds terrible. are like the young hot guys as a as a nerd mm-hmm. uh well you're not, yeah but you're not you're not a nerd you're not i guess you're a nerd but you're not like nerd kind of that's nerd. true that's true yeah, yeah 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 that's that's a good point so um they talk a little bit about uh why he's doing this and it's something to do with a transition and he kind of makes that clear and she brings up uh trans people like uh, you know and and mm-hmm. and both of them kind of confirm that trans people aren't violent and whatnot and that yeah so right away she's just like oh so this is a trans person right and then he says one of the weirder things so one of the things that i that i really thought was strange about this movie was how they approached the subject of trans people yeah because his like his whole thing was this guy the killer isn't a trans person but he thinks he's a trans person and like that's a weird position to have like he's like he hates he hates himself and he's got body dysmorphia yeah and uh, and he wishes he was a woman yeah and he wishes he was trans and he's trying to live a, a trans life but he's not really a trans right I, doesn't he bring, he's always trying to be something different something That's different what yeah he kind of sure. brings obviously up to. he abhors abhors himself somehow right. and like so like the uh, the the idea here is that they know. Uh, what this person is more than that person knows what sure. that person is. Sure, and uh, and they and they basically talk a little bit because what it ends up being is that the person's head that she found was actually dating Buffalo Bill at a time, and that person's head was um that person was a patient of Lecter's. So that's mm-hmm. how he kind of knows a little bit about Buffalo Bill. Yeah, because um, he went to do a home visit and found that person dead, headless. Yeah. 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 So uh, we cuts, cuts over from there over to the actual Buffalo Bill like hole, mm-hmm. and there's a woman in the hole, and he's uh, yelling. Is this the, the, the puts the lotion on the skin part? Yes. Yeah, so like that's another thing. So a lot of these uh, quotes you hear in daily conversation yep. even, you know, like there's such like 
commonly referred uh, to quotes, yep. and I had never seen this. So when I finally saw this, I'm like, uh, okay, yep, this is nice to know where this came from, I guess, now. Yeah, and uh, importantly, in the scene where they're breaking down the trans people and whatnot, yeah. uh, Clarice kind of floats the idea that, hey, we could help you out and get you out of this scene if you give us some actual help. Yes, because the next scene, it's important that this happens now because it, in my notes, the next scene is the warden taunting. Oh, really? Her. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay, okay, so, okay. Uh, yeah, so she, so she shows up and she's just like, here's this bananas awesome retirement package that we yeah. can give you yep. as long as you uh, agree to play ball with us and help yes. us find Buffalo Bill. Um, because the senator lady yep. is like, I need to find my fucking daughter. Yes. So they're going to, like, use this as, like, um, you know, you can walk on the beach every fucking day. Yeah, but... it, it, you're going to still be in jail. And but... it turns out it was a lie. You're going to be in prison, but it's going to be a nice prison where you're going to have a lot more opportunities than you have right now. And you'll be able to see the sun daily and whatnot. Because he walk on the beach in... by yourself yes, for an hour. Exactly. Yeah. So It was a really cushy package. Right. And Lecter buys it. Lecter's just yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, I trust All right, we, we can get into this. And... I think an important there's an important part where the whole lotion on the skin thing, he over and over refers to this person as it. it okay, yeah, yeah. and I think that's important because like there's a big deal made of this person being this senator's daughter, and like he doesn't give a fuck about that at all. He literally he, not only does he not give a fuck about him her being a senator's daughter, he doesn't want to see her as a person. Right. Yes. She she is a means to him having more skin. Right. He, and he only picked her because of the size yeah. she is. And he, she's part of her is a perfect size for his match. Yeah. So uh, then we jump back over to the warden. Uh, Nick Nolte taunts Lecter and lets him know that there was no deal and that was all made up by the FBI. That was a lie, actually. Because he was and, listening in. Yes. Like a skeevy asshole. Exactly. And he actually went over the FBI's head and went di- directly to the direct, uh, to the senator yeah. and made his own deal yeah. that they were going to set up and that they're, they're both going to benefit from this mm-hmm. deal. Basically, he'll have a better position and some fame. Lecter will have a better uh, place he's going to go to. So he'll be out of his hair. And you know, uh, and weirdly, Lecter doesn't like cut Clarice off from being in his good graces for this. Sure, like you would have think, you would have thought that if she straight up lied to him, and like he she got away with it, yeah. he would have been like, "Well, fuck you then." But no, like he still is like, "Ooh, you got one over on me." Yeah, <laughs> shit, I think you know? I think he respects that a little. Yeah, bit, he almost you know? like respect. And uh, he's and you know, weirdly, Hannibal Lecter throughout this entire movie was quite a good sport. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we quickly find out. And it, it's when I first watched the scene, I was presented as like maybe the warden is going to try to fuck over Lecter, but clearly not. Like he's no. clearly set up a deal yeah. with the, and he just kind of wants the fame from it and yeah. whatnot. And so, uh, because that's what he wants out of this, uh, yes, this of prisoner. Out of this prisoner, he wants, um, to monetize it somehow, yes. you know, he like he's very protective over his financial assets, right? Of course, yes. And uh, we we get a jump where we land in we land in Memphis at this point in time, and they take Lecter and give him over to the authorities. Very, uh, yeah, this is in pulp culture everywhere with the mask on and everything yes, else. Yeah. You know, that's very. You uh, know, for some reason, because of how often I saw this mask, yep, I really thought that he was going to be wearing this mask more than he actually yeah, did. No. But this mask was was on for all of ten minutes of this fucking movie. right, right. And the politicians in the house, and she goes up to Lecter, and she's very like patronizing, kind of like yeah. you're going to help us, and then we'll you know do this. And sure. he just like starts shitting on her, yeah. like just starts talking on everybody, right? Yeah. Exactly, because that's who he super is. vulgar, and right? Shit, and Exactly. Just like Jesus Christ, and, yeah, and uh, but then he gives them, yes. quote, you know, gives them what they're looking for. Yep, he gives them a name, he gives them a description. Yep, exactly. The description was correct. The name was wrong. Right. Yes. And uh, Lecter is put into a new type of cage, and Clarice goes back to talk to him. Very. I didn't get this cage. It's very. Uh, it's much better than the situation he was yeah. in before, obviously, because yeah, he's sure. in a nice room, yep. but yep. there's a cage on him in the middle. He gets he to gets listen nice to music food. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He gets to listen to music. And uh, Clarice shows back up, and he kind of makes a joke about people Clarice will say we're in love, Clarice. gets through. Yes. Like, she's not supposed to be there. Yes. Because at this point, it's, it's well known that she 
uh, lied and forged documents and whatever. Yep. And so uh, they have they have no uh, interest in giving her contact with him anymore. Yep. So she just kind of gets through. And also important to note that uh, when they sign over Lecter, yeah, uh, Nick Nolte can't find his pen. Why is that important? Because that's what he uses oh, later. Oh, because he took the pen. He took the piece from oh, the pen. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah. Not right now that you're saying it, I'm just yeah. like, oh, that's what the thing was. Of course. Of course. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was like a bobby pin or some shit. Yeah, there's never going to be like in, a, in like uh, in a silly like movie that just is like Big Trouble no, in China. I get, so I get it. Right. Like, I, because there was a point where he was just like, I didn't have a I pen. And the cop was pen. just like, right. oh, you can you use can yours. Use ours, right. I'm like, I, I, I felt like they turned to the camera and said... To the audience, that will come back later. Yes, but of then I didn't. I didn't catch right. where it came back. You know, right? And so Clarice and uh, Lecter talk a little bit more. They keep talking back and forth. He's giving her information. She's giving him a backstory, and then she. We get to the actual backstory of the silencing of the lambs. Yes, you know? I actually really liked this. Of course. The, so it wasn't. It was the screams of the lambs. Sure. And 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 then yeah, and so her, her silence. The well, yeah, but she didn't. They never explicitly said right, that. right. But that's what I liked. Yes. I liked that there was an inference. Yes, that what she was looking for was just to not hear the screams of the lambs. Yep. And I was like, oh, like when I was watching this movie, I like literally was like, that was cool. Yeah. I loved that story. And you're right. A bit a dumber movie would have like literally spelled out like that he would have the turned, silence he, of the lambs. He would have turned to the screen yes. and said, "You're looking for the silence of the lambs," and I would have been like, <laughs> "That was lame." But the yeah. fact that they just implied it was so cool, right? And we start to see then after this scene, she leaves, and Lecter starts to his machinations start to come together for what he's doing and whatnot. And uh, he puts his plan into progress. Uh, they come to give him breakfast, and that's when he springs his actual trap, uh, throws cuffs on the one guy. Eats the fuck out of another guy's yeah, face. Yeah, maces him, Dude, bites that his was, face off. That was really rough to watch. To be honest, it was gruesome. Slowly beats the fuck out of the other guy, slowly yes. and deliberately, just like poof, yeah, and like just poof, like real like he blood. was yeah, he was like dead eyed, you know, yes. just kind of slamming. There was a point where uh, Nick Nolte at the beginning was just like yeah, he ate a lady's nose yeah. and his heartbeat never changed. Right, where I was just like oh what a what a psychopath. what crazy you know? thing right yeah, and, and then when he was doing action. that yeah, yes. he was just slamming that uh, yeah, that was just very matter was, of fact like yeah, yeah. and so uh, the police uh, you know quickly. They realize what's going on. There's something wrong, and they spring into action. And these are some fucking clown ass police. I want to in all like, the movies, movies where yeah. cops are in them, and the the cops aren't like the main characters. Yes, they always have the cops be such clowns. Yes, you know he's coming down the elevator. Wait, oh, it paused there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so what? yeah, uh, so they basically they go up to the floor that Hannibal was on, and man, it is a fucking scene of like a, like. How did Hannibal have enough time to hang this guy dude, up and everything else? Dude, like, my thoughts were exactly on yeah. that. Like, that dude was hanging, like, 12 feet up because it was, like, this really yes. high vaulted ceiling kind of room. And yep. he was just, like, I'm like, dude, is he that strong? How did he right. do it? Did he have, like, a fucking pulley Ridiculous, system? Who helped yes. him out with this? It, it's probably one of the few, like, outrageous, the fake yes. scenes in a movie that's yeah. pretty grounded in reality and whatnot. Yeah. I know you want to say what you want to about Lecter being smart. I it's don't all, give a fuck it's about all a that. Little, it's all a little pushed, you know? And this good, is cause, obviously, cause, yeah, cause this is the movies. furthest to me. Like, yes. like Lecter being this smart. This is where it, it crosses the line almost. Yes, of course, you know? right. Because yeah. it's always skirting a line. But this I agree, I agree. And, uh, of course, they look into the elevator shaft. They see Lecter's on the elevator. Uh, but, of course, he's not. It's one of the dead guys. He switched spots with one of the cops. Yeah. And he's in the ambulance, so yeah. he gets away in the ambulance. What? What? I'm smarter than everybody all the time. You know, and uh, call me stupid, yep. you know, but I didn't know what was happening until the ambulance. Yes. When all of a sudden they were in the ambulance, sure. I was just like, oh, he's the cop. And then he was the cop. I literally didn't see the payoff until it happened. Because, like, so They if hid I, it from me well, you know, it was engrossed in the movie. Yes, and they've done this in a lot of other movies. Sure. That's how you kind of know what's going to happen. Just, just yeah. if you've seen the other movies sure. that they've done things yeah. like this. Because they did this in Halloween, and they've done yes. this in other movies like that. I too. just feel like it's, it, uh, it's always a testament to the movie, because... It's also it says something about me how unwilling I am to try to figure out a movie because sure. I don't I don't ever want to for you know? sure yeah. but you want to ride with it but I also do feel like it there's a testament to the movie where it's not so 
obvious right. that I even not wanting to figure it out. Yeah. But the fact that like then we were in the ambulance and I was just like, oh, it's going to be the fucking cop. And yeah. then it was. And then he just got up. Yeah. That was cool to me. I, for I sure. thought that was for sure. I was like, OK, well done. Thank you for for not being so obvious that I knew what was happening right, right off the bat. So Clarice goes to one of the old houses that uh, uh, I forgot which woman was. Yeah. In. So so she figures out because of how uh, the serial killings happened. Yes. So the first one was the weird one. Yep. And then the rest of them were much more in order. Yeah. So so they were just like, oh, the the first one must have been an actual person that he knew. Right. So he goes and figures out that the person who's been doing the killing also has a background in tailoring. Yes. So she he, she goes to the house of the lady that used to be a tailor that this lady, that the, yes. that girl knew. And that's where... She figures yeah. it out, what now, he's actually doing. He She's thinking that she's going to get there, and like that lady's going to give her the name of the person who used to live there right. or some shit like that. Uh, and then it turns out that's where Buffalo Bill Well, they, they, okay, so first she goes to the first house. Yes. And that's where she figures out that he he's putting a suit together. Yes. Of, of, of women. Yeah. And then she goes to the next house, and yeah. that's where she's going to get, right, she's yeah. going to be she's on the get trail. The yeah, right, sure. exactly. But it so, turns out, boom, there he is. There he Buffalo is. Bill. Yeah. And what's, what's, it's there's a very this is very well done in yes, my opinion. It really because was because they're going to the house where right, they're supposed to where be. Where Lecter yeah. has led them to the correct house yeah. and whatnot, and so they show up at that house as he she's showing up to do more research. Yep. They knock on the door and they play it like because yes. he's down there fucking with with her because she the the woman in the basement steals the dog. Yep. Right and. The buzzer starts to go off, and he runs up to the buzzer. At the same time, the cops are actually ringing the buzzer on. So it's yes. very played, like, yes. you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And, of course, And it's switches. a little bit more obvious. Yeah. But, again, it got me. Yes. Because when she opened the door and it was Buffalo Bell, I'm like, oh, shit. Yes. And there's there's a little bit that we skipped over, but that's fine. It's not a big deal. Well, um, because there's, in the lead up to this, like Crawford actually calls her and is in contact yeah, with yeah, her and yeah. stuff. It Whatever. doesn't fucking yeah. matter. So at this point, the FBI figures out they fucked up, that the house is empty. Yes. There's nothing they here. They bust in. There's and nobody in there. Crawford instantly realizes yes. Clarice is in trouble yep. because uh, it's, there's a switcheroo here yep. uh, for the most part. and Which I thought was... Pretty quick for him to realize. I that. I I would agree with you, but like he's a smart guy too. Yes, yeah, clearly, yeah. so like that's what I chalked it up to too when I was watching him. Just like, well, yeah. he's not a stupid guy, right? Because uh, he's been and she's been telling him what she's doing yeah, too. So yeah. it's not. I love this movie for this this part of the movie. Okay, I'm not going to reveal my hand too much, but I, I like this movie. But um, <laughs> I love this movie because unlike something like a Game of Thrones or some shit like that, yeah. everybody is in contact and they're explaining things yes. that they're doing to each other. Yes. I fucking hate when movies yeah. don't do that. Yeah, like yeah. I have clear information that would help yeah. you. And in real life, they're all would, on the same team. <laughs> I would be sharing this with you. Yeah. And it'd be a gross dereliction of duty if I wasn't sharing this with sure, you. Yeah. So, so even even when he's on the way, he's just like, "Hey, don't worry about it. We also know where it is. Yes. Uh, you did a really great job. Trust me. Everybody's going to know that you did a great job. Right. Uh, you keep doing what you're doing. Get your get your evidence straight. Uh, we're going to the house to take care of this guy. Yeah. And then as soon as they realize that that's not the case, he's yes. just like. Oh fuck! Right, we're we in the wrong spot. To, yeah, yes. for sure. And so she talks to Bill for a little while, and Bill's like, "Oh yeah, I knew her, or whatever." This and that, blah yeah. blah. And let she's me go like, get a car. Yeah, did yeah. you? Well, he's you know the. So what I like about this too is like he doesn't. He's trying to get her to get away. Basically, like oh, I'm not too familiar kind with it. And of. she's like, "Well, did he?" Because she asked, "Did she maybe leave any information or anything mm-hmm. like that?" And he's like. I think I got a card in here. You want to come in or whatever? And she comes in. But he's using that as an ability to find out how close they are to him. Of course he is. But he's also not good at it. Right. Because he's standing there going, hey, uh, you got any leads? You know what he looks like? Blah, blah, blah. And she's immediately, she's just like, this is my dude. No, 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 no. Because she doesn't figure that out until she comes inside. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's when he starts asking those questions. Right. Because they're he, they're inside. He's like rummaging through his business and cards. And she's, she's looking around. Yeah. And they, the camera literally, I mean, obviously pans. Yeah. There's yarn over here. Yeah. There's, you know, other tailoring products over here. Yeah. And they're still kind of going back and forth. Yeah. And he finds the card and he's like trying to hand her the card. Yeah. And then she looks over and she sees the moths. Yeah. And that's when she realizes. And so she goes for her gun, and he kind of like dips down and puts the fuck out exactly, and grabs his gun and takes off. And so 
She goes out in the basement. And, dude, yeah. here's the next unrealistic thing about this movie. The, uh, in my opinion, the second point where I was just like, okay, you crossed the line a little bit. Okay. Yeah. This basement is bigger than anybody's house. It yeah. is ridiculously gigantic. Yeah. So I was having a hard time following. Right. It's like the Underground Railroad went through this place and yes. slaves were taken through this yeah, area to sure. be, you know, put Dude, did he dig north. that hole? Cuz that hole is deep. Yes. That's that's like a well. Yes. Very weird. So <laughs> we get uh and, and basically Bill cuts the lights on the house mm-hmm. and there's it's just some this interaction. Is where, that's this is where it's it lost me. Oh, where, really? Yeah, because um she so he cuts the lights. Yep. And then is following her around. Yes. And like, uh, I don't know. That just seemed a little unrealistic. She was, he was right next to her. Yeah. And like, that's a lot of, that's a huge guy. You know, sure. It's a lot of movement. It's a, a lot of breathing. guy. He's not that big. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's equal to, to a big. woman's size 14. Uh, yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, that's like 5'10", dude. I don't know. He seemed like And a he's big super guy. skinny. Uh, I don't know about that. Dude, he's... Dr- when anyway, he's I'm just naked. saying... Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying, like, he's making a lot of noise. He's breathing. You know, like, he probably smells. Well... You know, like, and, and she's just like, <laughs> you know, like, not not really seeing him or sensing uh, him. I'm like, dude, he's up, he's about to touch your fucking hair. You can't sense him. Yeah, I don't know, man. I actually... I thought this scene was okay because okay. earlier in the movie, they actually lay down the, the fact that she's like... Her hearing is good, which is yeah. really weird. And so, like, that's eventually and, how she... And he's wearing night vision goggles yes. at the beginning of the movies so yes like, yeah. and so they they've kind of laid the work for this confrontation yeah. but then of course she just shoots him in the chest sure, and she yeah. hits him a couple times and because he shoots her point blank but doesn't kill her right doesn't even hit her yeah and then she like empties out her fucking gun yes and uh that's that's pretty much the wrap of that she finds the the woman and whatnot rescues mm-hmm. the woman everything's yeah. good and they kind of they kind of wrap up Buffalo Bill, mm-hmm. and then of course uh, she gets a call, and it's Doctor yeah. Lecter and, her and best they, friend. They have a conversation. Actually, no, then they go to a ceremony where she's giving yes, her a, like she's giving her she graduates. She's, right. she's an, a special agent now. They refer to her as special agent, uh, which I thought was cool. A little graduation that was a nice moment, and then they have this real awkward exchange. Her and her boss. Yeah. And I feel like at this point is where they're kind of paying off what um, Hannibal was saying at the beginning of the film, which is which is that like, you, like how much of this do you think it is because he wants you romantically? You yeah. Know? Like, do you think he ever envisions him sleeping with you? And yeah, shit like yeah, that? yeah. Yeah. And at this moment, they have kind of like an awkward kind of moment where she kind of comes to the realization that maybe that is influence yeah, somehow. Of course. And, which I like because yeah. it it adds um, kind of like I don't know weight to the idea that. Sure. Uh, that she's a woman in a man's field, you know, yep. and and she's getting by for a lot of reasons, and yeah. some of it is because she's qualified, and some of it is because she's a woman, sure, you know, and she just has to come to terms with that kind yeah. of, which I thought was a interesting kind of thing to say. Um, and then she gets a call. She's like, "Hey, Clarice, yeah. there's a fucking phone call for you." And, and then Doctor Lecter's like, on the phone, of yeah. course, and. Just kind of drops her a few odds and ends, and then she asks where you are. I like that are. he's just like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. You're like right. a cool person to me. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm good. You know, you, you don't, you don't. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to turn myself in yeah. either or anything yeah. like that. And then it's I like just says, uh, the world's more interesting with you in it. Of course, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Of course, and because he's, he's a creepy, kooky guy. Yes, and then he's going to have a friend over for eat, for dinner. Yeah, for and sure. then of course he's on the trail of Nick Nolte. Yeah, and he's then gonna, he gets he's going to eat Nick Nolte. Yes. And he's in a different country or something. Right, like exactly. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to go after Nick Nolte, and that's yeah. kind of how it ends with the credits at yeah. that point. So. Yeah. Some behind the scenes on this film from 1991. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I brought up Gene Hackman earlier. Oh Gene, yeah. <laughs> Gene Hackman was the original person that they were going to first cast for Hannibal Lecter. Gene Hackman? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I actually could see that. Um it's not like it definitely wouldn't be uh what Hannibal has become because of uh uh Anthony They Hopkins. got a very similar looking dude. Sure. But they got a much better actor with you think, Hannibal Lecter or with uh, You don't Anthony like Gene Hackman? I like Gene Hackman. I think Hackman. especially in the 90s I thought he was fine. Sure, he was fine, but I've always thought that Anthony Hopkins was like top tier actor well yeah i mean he's like, he's just so believable in sure. every role that he plays like sure. i'm always just like down now i've seen him enough now to know that he has like a mode yeah which is like the guy you take seriously yeah 
Uh, but he really plays the shit out of the, those sure, roles, you know. Sure. Like I've I've loved him in everything. I think as he's gotten older too, he's gotten more like character of himself, yeah. you know. But yeah, like, yeah. if I look at the '90s, like I think about my to myself, like I think in 1992, The Quick and the Dead came out mm-hmm. with, G- and that was with Gene Hackman, and I loved Gene Hackman in that mm-hmm. movie. Actually, mm-hmm. have you you've seen that movie? No, but I've, oh. I I know that Gene Hackman. I've seen a lot of movies with Gene Hackman. Sure, like uh, Unforgiven was around this time too, and he's a good actor. Yeah, like yeah. he's like a lot he's of Western roles solid performances. It's yeah. just I don't know for some reason Anthony Hopkins maybe it's his, he's, he's got yeah, a better public a marketing team maybe yeah. but uh, for for some reason I always see him as just like this like next dude level who is going to give you a fucking yeah. performance he's definitely uh, I'm not trying to say Gene Hackman's a better actor I'm what I think I'm trying to say is that to me it's like some of the um, the Marvel roles that I've heard other people were pitched for and stuff like that, yeah. where I could see it still like working, just sure. not to this level. Sure. Like I don't think Silence of the Lamb would be what it became with Gene Hackman. It would no, have been just no, like no. I feel like Iron Iron Man. If that was Tom Cruise, which was originally supposed to be the one, I still think Iron Man could have worked. I just don't. It just wouldn't be Iron Man like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I know, like, people. A lot of people. I think about some. Tom of the things- Cruise gives you a stellar performance every time. Yeah. I. I don't like him much, but okay. but he I can't I can't think of a single movie where I wasn't just like Tom Cruise really gave it his all. I felt you know, he's that really way always trying, but until, he's also not super charismatic. I I don't know about that. He man. doesn't have Robert Downey Jr.'s charisma. Uh I think Robert Downey Jr. turned it up to be uh, sure because yeah. he definitely wasn't that before he was Tony uh, Stark. But, like, I, but he no, became sure. Tony Stark. But I, I can't think, think of a movie with became, Tom Cruise that has that kind of charisma, dude. What movie? Tropic Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. In Tropic Thunder, he was pretty and fucking Edge of good. Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is the one that I was thinking of. He's a good action performer in yeah. the movie, but I wouldn't say he has Tropic well, because, Thunder charisma. Right. You're right, right. You're right. Tropic Thunder, though. Yeah. He knocked it the fuck out of the park. Yeah, he was like I think a like, different fucking human being. I think being Tom for that movie. Cruise was going down a certain track that I agree with you completely. Like, I was like, ugh, Tom Cruise. And that period of his movies, because then he did, like, a sci-fi movie that I liked right after that as well. I can't remember the name of that, where he's on this planet, and uh, Jamie Lannister's in the movie, too, and then he is part of the uh, company, and then eventually he turns to the What, is it the clone ones? With with Morgan Freeman? Where he's flying around in the drones? Yeah, I think that might have been it. I I can't remember remember what the fuck it was called. Either way, like that block redeemed Tom Cruise for me, and I started to enjoy him a lot because Tropic Thunder was in that same time period. Tropic Thunder, though, that was that was one of those like real special movies. Sure, like like there was some about that movie that just like oh Nick Nolte's in that one. Yeah, but there's just something very special about that movie. I don't know if it was just like it was a it was a great or when it came out, but it was just like they got the perfect. Fucking crew. The for cast that movie. was perfect. Yes, it was perfect. It's like the last Ben Stiller thing that was great. That was good, you know? yeah, for sure. And yeah. like it just like I I always think about like Tom Cruise was great in that movie, and then like the credits, and that's like next level yes. how great it was. Yeah. Just because you're like, okay, this dude is really like I'm I'm cool dude, with dude. You could barely tell that it was him. Right, he, right, right. He super changed himself. Yeah, no world. doubt. So uh, Buffalo Bill, uh, it was a combination basically of uh, Ed Gein, okay. who I'm sure you're familiar with. Sure, and, a lot of Wisconsin guys. Yes, and Gary Hendick, which was a, a murderer who kept people in their basement, in a hole in their basement, straight up the same thing, and uh, of course Ted Bundy. Sure. And the Ted Bundy was literally the scene with the van actually mm-hmm. happened in real life where he had like a Volkswagen faked a broken arm and um, he was having problems with like his surfboard or whatever and some woman came over and he killed that woman mm-hmm. of course so um, yeah and, and who was the one that skinned people Ed Gein Ed Gein yeah, yeah. yeah. although Ed Gein only killed one person mm. Ed Gein skinned dead people oh. so he was like a grave robber who skinned dead people I got you okay. so um, I mean but there was a lot of like eating you know people sure. kind of yeah 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 Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer obviously, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, plenty of movie reviewers, I find, uh, rate Hannibal Lecter as the greatest villain of all time. Uh, okay. I don't know if I see that. Like, he's definitely up there. He's one of the most interesting villains of all time, I think. But uh, it is what it's it is. It's a good performance. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't really put it past that. Sure. Maybe for 1991. Sure. In 1991, maybe he was the greatest villain of all time. But, like, now there's so many like him, you know? Speaking and I guess you could say he's like the original, but yeah. there's I I find much more interesting villain villains these days. I think uh, I don't know if I, I I think he's up there for me still too. But I, I just don't find what, him like as top like five. My 
issue with it is he's not a typical villain in this movie either. Like he's like a side villain that's mm-hmm. like you know almost helpful. Throughout he's for the movie sure a bad guy. Yeah, he's of not. The, he's not the antagonist. Right. Yes. He antagonizes yes. people, <laughs> but yes. he's not the antagonist. Speaking earlier about Gene Hackman, the original role for Clarice was supposed to be Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. And I could easily what see that. What a different movie this would have been. I don't know. Maybe. I like me some Jodie Foster. I like both. Yeah, I like okay. both a lot, especially I don't have 90s. a lot of Michelle Pfeiffer sure. love, you know? Cro- I can't even think of much that she's been in. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, honestly, for me, the the only thing that, like, I think of when I think of Michelle Pfeiffer is is Scarface. Batman? I guess she was in Batman, but I've never seen Batman. She's been in a lot of other movies, too, I've seen more recently. Uh, yeah. What Lies Beneath, so, some other odds and ends. A lot of Batman. Ant-Man. Ant-Man the yeah, 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 yeah. I thought she was great in that, too. So yeah. I uh, thought she was not great in that. Okay. So Hopkins won Best Actor for this movie, of course. Uh, crazy, though, He it's this. It's tied for the shortest um, sure. movie appearance for Best Actor. Uh, best Actor. 25 minutes he's only in this film. Hmm. Which is kind of crazy, that's but, as, but that's about as much as you want. It's you know, it's one of those things where like you don't think about it while you're watching it, but it's like Dark Knight, right? Where like mm-hmm. Heath Ledger's in the movie for like 29 minutes or something like oh, that. Oh no, but way. It, it it's a three-hour like, movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that long, but yeah, it's like two hours, 25 minutes or something sure. like that. And he's barely in the film, yeah. but because he's in it for short bursts here and there. And, and there's so. such charismatic characters, right? The, you know, they they chew up the fucking screen for so, sure, so and well. Importantly, whereas like. I believe Heath won Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. This was Best Actor, though, mm-hmm. so which was kind of Who impressive. Who was he tied with? Do you know off the top of your head? No, some dude from like the 60s or some oh, okay. shit like that. Yeah. So it was a long time ago. Uh, budget for this movie, $19 million. Okay. Take home, $272 million. Wow, what a 100, fucking hit. 130 in the U.S. alone. So dude, it, it made like a, almost 10 times in just the U.S. Run, yeah, for, especially for a rated R movie. $19 million yes. for sure. That's crazy. Yep. Five Academy Awards for this film. Best wow. Picture, of course. Wow, Be- it won Best Picture. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when it won, too. I was like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Sure. Uh, best Director, Best Actor, Actress, and Screenplay. Oh, Jodie Foster won yeah. this one, too? Yep. So wow. really swept all like the high-end stuff yeah. that year. It was yeah. like the movie of the year. So. That's good. Good for them. So yeah, would you recommend... The Silence of the Lambs. You know, weirdly, yeah. I don't know if it has. I think it has something a little, uh, a little troubling to say about uh, the trans community. I think it's got a, a very antiquated way of viewing um, who gets to be trans. You know, like it's it's a very weird position that they took on that, uh, and and so I think that that's problematic in a way. And so when you watch this movie, you know, obviously, I think pay attention to that and and try to try to give it a, a neutral light to. What the uh, the author might have been trying to say about trans people, uh, and I think that especially now people should be sensitive to that. But yeah. I think that the characterizations, the story, um, the um, the performances given, uh, they were all super like engaging and and believable. And even though they were you know they were pushing it, uh, I didn't really have to suspend my disbelief much for this movie. Sure. Uh, and I thought it was a, a solid movie. You know, like when I was watching it, I. Um, I, especially from from the beginning, was kind of expecting a <laughs> really '90s movie. Sure. And what I ended up getting was a movie where, like, halfway through, I was like, "Oh, you know," like I was yeah. I was into it. And so, yeah, it was it was a it was a better movie that I've watched. And so, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I think I think it's good. What do you think? Right. Does it hold up? Uh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. This is probably, in my opinion, the best crime serial killer movie to date um it laid the groundwork for so many other films to come and it's just i love like these types of things so this type of movie is just outstanding to me is anthony hopkins a little superhero-ish of course but he's the villain of the movie yeah yeah, yeah. is you know the trans thing so i do want to touch on that a little bit you know i i agree with you partially like i think just saying, just having a scene that says trans people aren't violent isn't enough. No. Um, it should be more blatant that this yeah. is not normal for trans people. I, I, think um, it, I think it gives into the idea that, like, some people are pretending to be trans yeah. just so that they can invade your personal space. Sure. And I don't think that that's good. Sure. I, don't, I don't think it's I good think, to characterize people like that. I think uh, it's important to know, too, that, like, like, uh, Bill isn't a trans person. That's that's one thing. He's not attempting to be uh, transitioned to a woman. He's he's living this weird fantasy thing, and it's 
counterculture mixed with these other things because he has like Nazi paraphernalia behind him yeah. in certain scenes. Yeah, he's also like a Nazi. So, yeah, right. So it's it's this crazy like amalgam. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, he's, they're saying this guy's a bad guy. Right. Exactly. But like the 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 thing that like kind of stuck out to me is the idea that your bad guy was a thing that people distrust in the trans community right now. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's unhelpful. I, I agree, and and they could have dealt with that a little bit better, in my opinion. But I think that's the only thing I have a problem with yeah. this with this movie. Yeah. There's just so much to enjoy here. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Hopkins is great. I think Jodie Foster is great. Yeah. I think uh, the male patriarch sort of thing going on and her yeah. breaking through that is great. I, I just I, I thought this movie was outstanding in all ways. And if you ha- somehow haven't seen this movie, you should definitely give it a shot. It's something that's very enjoyable. The pacing is awesome. It's it, like I was almost floored how fast it got to, got to things yeah. while still being interesting throughout the entire time. I was time, surprised so. how long it was. It didn't yeah. feel right. like that length. Yeah, for sure. It was so, uh, really getting, getting through it. Yeah, and I think like, you know, of course, one of the, you know, this has so many memorable scenes scenes in it too like uh clearly right yeah and there were there were scenes so memorable i knew them and i had never watched them before. sure sure like the, the we didn't really talk about it of course but the goodbye horses scene the of goodbye course horses scene it's so great scene, man dude. it's it's good it's a great scene and i and i love um one of the things i love about that scene is uh is the the way it's presented and just Bill, like, you know, he's just naked and in his full growth of, like, just, like, here I am. And so uh, what I would think it would be a good idea for you to do next week is get yourself down to just some nice shorts and leave everything else off because next week we're going live with Conan the Barbarian. If you're going to uh, watch Conan the Barbarian with us next week... um. Have a goodbye horses scene for yourself. And we'll see you live. (laughs) I'm kidding. We're not doing that live. You know what you look like to me with your grip bag and your cheap shoes. You look like a rube. A wild scrub hustling rube. Good nutrition has put in some strength on that bone. But you're not more than one generation from Paul White Trash, aren't you, Agent Starling? And that accent you've tried desperately to shed? Pure West Virginia.